Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. This nationally recognized, award-winning podcast is hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. I am Mindy McCulley, Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Specialist for Instructional Support at the University of Kentucky. Dr. Paul Norrid is our Extension Specialist for Rural Health and Safety. Welcome, Paul. Hey, Mindy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, rural health and safety, that's the thing. And and as a country kid, uh, growing up in Tennessee, I I just was always rural. That's how we say it in the country, (laughs) rural. Well, and we are going to be really talking rural today because we're going to talk about rural and farm stress. And I know that this is a topic that is near and dear to your heart. So let's just kick it off and tell me what it is that you want to share with our listeners today. So, yeah, Mandy, I appreciate that. I think it's important to talk about stress in general. Stress is not a topic that we would normally talk about in our rural communities or in our country communities, but it's an issue that we all experience. It's uh, Stress is an experience that everyone encounters, regardless of our age, regardless of our gender, regardless of where we live, where we work, what we do for work. It's an important topic because it has some pretty serious undesired outcomes if we don't address or work on our stress, right? Yeah. And I know when I'm feeling stressed, I feel my blood pressure start to rise and my palms might start to sweat a little bit. And I'm sure that if that happens, um, you know, if you're on on a combine or if you are, you know, working with some of that heavy equipment, then that's something to really be concerned about, right? Yeah, and and those are good points because there are, as you've already mentioned, there are many different stresses, right? It can be out uh, working on the farm all day. I, I remember as a kid and then as a, as a young man, my father would go to work and then we would come home and go out on the farm till, mm-hmm. uh, especially didn't, during tobacco season, right? Sure. We, we were out uh, working uh, the tobacco field gosh, to 11, 12 o'clock at night. And then my dad was back up at 5 a.m. and going (laughs) to work again. And then I repeated that process as a young man. I I had my job that I worked. And then I also worked on the farm. We had Mm. two jobs, basically. And those things are very stressful. And we just don't think about how it really affects us sometimes. Well, and it also makes it hard to have much of a family life, doesn't it? Because you don't get to, to have that time together as a family if you are always out in the field or always, always at work, right? Yeah. And we talk about, you know, when we talk about stress, we often talk about coping with stress, right? A lot of my friends who who live in the city, they talk about taking vacations or talking about <laughs> taking mental health days. And I think those things are wonderful and really good. But on a farm, we don't really get to take vacations. I remember there's no such thing, right? Yeah, there's not a vacation, <laughs> right? And then this concept of uh, taking a mental health day or a health day for ourselves so we could recover and recuperate, it's not really available. It's not always possible on the farm because farm work is always there. We always have to be about our working on our farm. And in some sense, our farm is working on us as well. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I, I know my family who were dairy farmers, you know, those cows always have to be milked and they don't take a break. And so you, you have to be ready to milk every single day of the year and there is no break from it. So exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And for other farmers, you know, if they're not handling or working livestock, if you're working crops, you know, you're always trying to uh, work on the soil and plant your winter crops to get that soil ready. You're always planting, you know, what you're going to plant. Some farmers are planting crops and have livestock at the same time to try to make ends meet, right? And there are just different stressors with each of those, you know. Gosh, we've had a lot of rain this summer and fall, right? And so I just, uh, I can't, can't even imagine some of the stress of, you know, worrying about, you know, is, is my corn going to survive or am I going to be able to get the equipment out into the field? And, and then you throw on top of that an equipment breakdown, a flat tire or a tractor won't start or combine won't start, you know, or you break a belt on a, you know, a grain belt. Those things just increase our stress, right, on, on, from day to day. So if we have all of these stressors that are piling up, how do we cope with or how do we deal with this stress? it's important for us to to sort of differentiate and to look at that there there are really two types of stress and what I'll call positive and negative stressors, right? And so when we think of positive stressors, those, those are good things that ultimately will help us in the long run. And so, you know, having a grandchild would be a right. positive stressor. Uh, having a child or, or watching a son or a daughter graduate high school and go off to vocational school or to college, that's a positive stressor, but it's still a stressor, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's those negative stressors that we've already hit on pretty, pretty frequently with machinery breakdowns, working long hours, heat. And so regardless of the type of stressor, whether it's, you know, working out in 105 degree weather, if it's negative 10 outside and I've got to get out and feed the cattle and get the water troughs broken up, those stressors still impact our our brains and, and our nervous system the same way. What happens with that stress is it can actually cause, it actually causes a fight or flight response. And so everybody's familiar with that, right? Exactly. Is that we've, you've been scared before, right? Mindy had somebody. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we've all had that. That's that fight or flight response, right? But it's that same principle with stress. It cues up our nervous system in preparation to survive. We're designed to survive, right? And so uh, the problem is, as you noted early on, when we feel really stressed out, we don't always make good decisions, right? right? We don't always think straight. We may not be sleeping well. You know, we may be distant from our friends or our family. It just can cause damage to us. And so, as you aptly noted, um, we've got to engage in what we like to call coping skills. And in the country, try not to use coping skills with Uh, friends and family or when I'm out talking, but that's the formal name, but, you know, talking about, well, how do you handle self? How do you handle yourself when you stress? What activities can I do when I'm under a lot of stress? And so those are numerous. I like to go out hiking with my kids. That's a coping skill. You may like to spend time with your grandchildren or your family. That's a coping skill, getting involved and getting connected to family. That's a coping skill. Uh, this sounds silly and it can sound foreign to, to men, especially. But, you know, if you have a, a spouse or a partner or a child hugging somebody 
right? Mm-hmm. Holding hands with a partner or spouse. Those actually cue our nervous system and tell it tells our brains, hey, you're safe, calm down a little bit. Right. And it actually counteracts that stress, that uh, stress cascade in our nervous system and tells us, hey, life's okay. Life is good, like we, as, as, right. as, as I like to say it, right? And then there are a few other things that we can do. So connecting with uh, friends and family and those social relationships, you know, we always talk about walking and exercising and uh, working on the farm. You're always out moving and moving yes. your body, right? And it's just mm-hmm. like the thought of having to go out for a walk. I'm like, you do not know what you're asking me. <laughs> I've just worked 14 hour day. And now you're telling me that I need to go take a 30 minute walk for my health. And that's not a bad thing. But, you know, if you're physically moving and very physically active in your farm work or your job, that's not the thing for you, right? So it might be just taking an ATV ride out into the woods or just going out and sitting by the pond or the lake. You can go hunting. I like to turn on a little Johnny Cash sometimes and listen to some country music. Uh, as to what uh, some youth in Logan me, call, told me is outlaw country, as we call it. That's the <laughs> Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash and Merle Haggard. But, you know, those things, all those activities and all those getting away from just the stress, even just for a moment, tells our nervous system to calm down and it reduces those chemical levels that have got us so worked up in that fight or flight mode. Uh, and I, um, my grandfather was one of 10 children and the at the old home place, as they called it, there was a swimming hole. And I can just imagine that the favorite activity when you needed a stress relief, and I'm sure that they didn't call it a stress relief, was to go jump in that swimming hole um, that was just, you know, a, a little bit of dammed up water on the creek. But I can just imagine that that was the way that they relieved and coped with all the stress that was going on in, in the day on the farm. And they probably never, ever referred to it as a coping mechanism or dealing with stress, right? Right, exactly. But it is. That is a perfect example. Just going and jumping in the pond, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, we would jump in our pond, although my parents didn't like it because it's where the cattle drank. And we know yeah. God knows what that was full of <laughs> in terms of bacteria. But, you know, still, it was fun. That You know, it's just having fun. And you mentioned on the farm, you know, one thing that could be as simple that I think my family did and and like yours, we didn't recognize it as we didn't label it as stress reduction, but it really was. We might be out, we might have been in a tobacco field all day and tired and somebody would break out a volleyball with the volleyball net. We play volleyball, all of Mm -hmm. us. And so, you know, my grandparents had a large family, but we'd play volleyball and that was fun. And just those few hours of playing volleyball, that's just enough to say, to tell each other and to tell ourselves and to tell our brains, like, life's not not terrible right now. It's okay. Right. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And and we need that. We need that downtime to, to be able to recharge, right? Yeah. And so I don't think it's, uh, you know, coping with stress or handling stress, as I like to say, isn't complicated. It's not trying to plan an elaborate vacation. It's not trying to necessarily figure out and get a big trip to Gatlinburg. It can just be very simple day-to-day activities. It may just be sitting down and in in the afternoon on a hot day, 
having a couple glasses of sweet tea and sitting on the porch in a rocking chair or something mm-hmm. for some people, right? For others, it may be coming in and, uh, you know, sitting down and uh, talking with a, a spouse or a partner and uh, watching a movie together. Those are things that really help to calm us down, right? And to calm our nervous system down. Exactly. And they help us get through the day and they help us get through the next day. It doesn't mean the stress goes away, right? I can't mm-hmm. make... I can't make the stress of what the commodity market's going to do and whether I'm going to earn enough money on selling my cattle or harvesting or if I'm going to get enough harvest or I can't make the rain stop necessarily or a drought. We can't change those unpredictable forces, right, that are outside of our control. But I can recognize, hey, these things are going to happen these are the activities. I like to go hunting. I may get out and go wheeling on my Jeep or my four-wheel drive or my ATV. I may go fishing with a friend. I may call a buddy and ask him if he wants to come over and have some tea or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, But those things are that activities that we can look forward to that actually help us handle those other uh, stressors that we can't control. Well, and it's maintaining those social connections and and having something outside of the stressors really helps us to give perspective to all that's going on, right? Yeah, and you mentioned those social connections, and that's very important. And, and, and you know, we as, as uh, people living in rural areas, as country folk, we have a lot of social connections. Uh, church, we may have the VFW, we have may have a local hunting club, a fishing club. We may have uh, extension activities that we go to. We may have potlucks in the community for the high schoolers, fundraisers. Those are all social connections, and those are all examples of uh, coping mechanisms that we can use. But one thing I want to point out, too, is that while we're always looking to uh, try to reduce our own stress, which is important, we want to be looking out and taking care of each other as well. And so sometimes helping others deal with their stress or handle stress is just asking people how they're doing. And it's not a, you know, are you doing good today? Good today, Jim? Because Jim may say yes, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, if I know, I'll use this example. Um, My best friend in high school, uh, his family were dairy farmers. You're dairy farmers, right? And uh, milk prices were down. They had a significant, uh, we had a tornado come through the area. And so uh, we just all chipped in and went down to the farm one day and started helping them do repairs, right? So we know in our community and farm communities what other people are dealing with. I know that if I've got four inches of rain and my buddy's got 500 acres of corn that he needs to harvest or a thousand acres, he can't get get his equipment into the field. He's under stress. I probably just need to check on him. Just yeah. a text or a phone call or just swing by on the way home. I say co-op, right? It's not co-op. I don't know that we have a co-ops anymore. Swing mm-hmm. by on the way from the co-op and just say, you know, you need anything? How you doing with all this? I know we've had a lot of rain and, and just check in on people. And that's important. And that makes people feel valued, right? And and, and that helps us. Well, and that's part of the community. Um, we all live in the same community and we know what's happening with the weather and we know what's happening with the commodity market. We know what's happening with the prices of, of, you know, goods and services within our communities. And so that really helps to be able to provide the, the, the social support that we need. I know that we can provide good service to each other as well. 
Yeah, and it really is part of the community. In real, in reality, if one person or a family member in the community is uh, struggling, then it's very likely that there are other people in the community struggling with the exact same thing. Exactly. And the reality is, in a community, we can't isolate. What happens to my neighbor still affects me, even mm-hmm. if I don't talk to my, you know, to my neighbor every day. And I've got some neighbors who are actually moving out. I talk to them and we pass and we wave each other. And I'm like, I thought the other day, I'm like, you know, I'm going to miss waving at Eric every morning on the way to work and, and mm-hmm. just just seeing him and seeing his face and seeing him around. And those things affect us if we're I, if we're honest about it. Right. You know, um, we just we can't erase people from our lives. Right. No. We can't erase relationships. It's just that's why it makes a it important because one thing affects everybody, right? That's because exactly because right. we are so connected, as you mentioned. Well, that that is so important. And Paul, I appreciate you coming and talking to, to us about the importance of checking on one another and talking about rural and farm stress because it really does impact our whole society. And I I know that we're going to talk again. And I think that we have so much to share with with our listeners. So thank you. Thank you so much, Mindy. Appreciate you having me on the show. And to our listeners, if you are just joining us, you are tuned into Talking Facts, and we are available on all major podcast providers. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT or send us an email at UKFCSEXT at UKY.edu. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local Extension agent for Family and Consumer Sciences. We build strong families. We build Kentucky. It starts with us.